but it's consistent deal flow and really learning how to scale is the hard part. And so I would step back one or two days a week and just stare at my business and try to get out of the weeds and look at it and go, okay, what are the parts of my business that should be automated? What are the part of my parts of my business that should be delegated? And I learned at a very early stage as being an entrepreneur, especially in real estate, that leverage is power. And the more you develop that skill of being able to leverage, leverage other people's time, money, relationships, resources, knowledge, the faster you're gonna go and the further you're gonna go. What's up, everybody? Jamel Gibbs here with the REI Education Academy podcast. And I want to welcome a very special guest that we have on the line. He's absolutely crushing it in his market. He's crushing it in all types of different businesses. And, uh, you know, just to tell you a little bit about him, he's been around uh, in the real estate business for about 15 or so years. Millions of followers on Instagram. I mean, he's all over YouTube and Facebook, and he's not only a social media guy, he actually does deals. I, I reached out to him a few weeks ago. I really love the, uh, the little videos that you have with your son, uh, just kind of showing him how to do the business and really involving him in the business. It actually inspired me to start teaching my daughter the real estate investing business. If you guys have seen the video that I've put together a few weeks ago in regards to um, closing deals with my daughter. Um, you know, I taught her, uh, certain aspects of the real estate business, which is wholesaling. And she closed her first deal for $13,000, um, earlier in the year. So, uh, you know, I was really inspired by that, man. And, uh, I wanted to reach out to you. I, I said, I got to reach out to Cody to get him on the line because, you know, what you're doing is game changing for a lot of people. A lot of people don't involve their kids in their businesses, man. But I love the fact that you are, and it really pushed me to want to have my daughter on the line. But welcome Cody Sperber to the call, everybody. Boom. Uh, I'm going to hold nothing back, share the good, the bad, and the ugly, and, uh, you know, hopefully inspire you guys to get out there and, and, and get to deal making. Because I remember when I was brand new, how exciting this business is. Yeah, man. Right? And then I also remember that first year of the roller coaster ride of wanting to you know, throw myself off of a, a bridge because it was so difficult at times and then getting back on and, and being like, oh, I'm going to get some traction and then the next day falling off again. And uh, when you finally get, you break through and you finally get some consistency, it, it really is life-changing business. And, you know, you guys are at the right place following this guy. So I'm excited to be here. Appreciate it, my brother. But listen, man, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself, how you got started in a business? How did you end up where you are today? Yeah. So like I said, I've been in the game for 15 years. I actually, um, as a little kid, wanted to be a history teacher. So real estate really wasn't on my radar. Um, but when I was in the military, my dad bought me the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is the first time I ever heard of the word asset, the word liability. And I kind of was like, damn, how come nobody taught me this sooner? You know? And uh, when I got out of the military, I still kind of wanted to be a, a history teacher. So I went and spoke to some of the uh, history professors at San Diego State and they um, I asked them a question I said how much money do you guys make do you, do you love your job like how much money do you guys make and and the one guy started laughing out loud when I asked him the question 
And he's like, man, I have to have a second job in order to really survive. And I remember thinking to myself, damn, that sucks. Like I, I had this passion for this concept, but they don't make any money. And so I was really struggling internally on what to do. And my dad was really encouraging me to just get some basic business uh, classes out of the way. And so I came out of the military. I, I went into, uh, I joined uh, Arizona State University. And while I was there, a friend of mine asked me to go to lunch and he pulls up in a brand new Mercedes. And I was like, dude, how'd you get the car? And he's like, I flipped a house and I was able to make $80,000. And uh, I remember sitting there looking at him thinking, how did you do that? You don't have any money. And he's like, no, it's this process called wholesaling. And he kind of penciled it out on the napkin. And I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life now. It kind of made a lot of sense. And so I'll, you got to go back 15 years. I went down a rabbit hole where there was no online education. There was no YouTube. There was no badass podcast like this. Like there just wasn't a lot of resources. And so I would have to get on a plane. We would look in the newspaper uh, for uh, seminars and workshops. And I would fly all over the country, go into these seminars and workshops put on by all these gurus. And uh, I bought every course under the sun, every book, every tape. I went to every seminar, worked, I paid for all the workshops. I went to all the boot camps and uh, it was rough. My first year was really rough in the business. I wish it was like this fairy tale story where I got into real estate, dominated and made all this money, but my first year sucked. And uh, I almost, well, I, I did quit nine months in. I struggled, couldn't get a deal. Every so little deal that I was almost about to get, so you actually quit the business and then came back yeah. into the business? Yeah. So around the nine month mark, my, all that youthful enthusiasm that I had, you know, like when something's brand new and you're learning about it, you're like, you got plans of world domination, right? You're thinking this is going to be awesome. I'm going to make millions of dollars. I'm going to be like one of these people I see up on stage celebrating all my successes. And when it doesn't happen your first month, you start to lose a little enthusiasm. And then the second month, you start second guessing what's going on. By the third month, all your self-limiting beliefs are eating you alive. And all the I told you so's from everybody are starting to get louder. And imagine doing that for nine months. Like I was so hard headed. I was trying everything for nine months. And by this time, I ran out of money. I had 30 plus thousand dollars in credit card debt from flying all over the country and buying courses and stuff. And I just was running out of steam. And, and I had a deal. This is what the, the straw that broke the camel's back is I had a deal mm. and it was at the finish line and the deal fell apart and it ended up, they ended up pushing me out of the deal and it fell apart. And um, I remember being so defeated at that moment that I just kind of threw in the towel and I was like, screw this. And I actually went and got a job as a bookkeeper. It was, I remember putting out resumes, just feeling, feeling like a loser, you know, not, not because I was going to get a job. I think having a job is great. I just, I just gave up, you know? And yeah, so man. that lasted four months. And during that period of time, my girlfriend, who's now my wife, uh, was kind of encouraging me to stop being a whiny little baby because every day I would sit in traffic and I was, as a bookkeeper, it's not really an exciting job, right? And so I would go to work every day. It was super boring. And then I'd come home and I'd sit in traffic and it was like Groundhog Day by the third or fourth month, all I was doing was negative and complaining all the time. So she was kind of encouraging me to stop being negative. And at the time, a friend of mine said, Hey, I'm going to go to this real estate workshop in San Francisco put on by this guy named Jack Miller. And I heard of Jack Miller. He was like an old time guru type guy, but he was 
he was different than all the rest of them, you know, and, but I didn't know what to expect. And I, I kind of was hesitant to go, but I thought fun trip with my friend. Sure. I'll go. I, my girlfriend was encouraging me to go. So I went. And when I walked into that room, bro, everything was, it was like instantly I felt the atmosphere was different. And I walked in there and I looked around and I was like, wow, this is actually like a room full of deal makers. Like it wasn't a sales pitch. It wasn't this guru that flies into town and sells you a bunch of crap and then disappears on you. It was the real deal with the real community and real people doing deals. And I, it was there that I met a guy named Lyle who became my first mentor. And that was the game changer for me. Lyle helped lock arms with me and kind of just took me under his wing and taught me the things that you can't learn in books or you couldn't learn from the front of the podium. And uh, thank God, because it was that help that I was looking for, that, that love and that compassion and that, that level of training that I was desiring all that time, I finally had it. And when I got back, he was working with me. And within a few months, I hit my first deal. And it was a big deal. And it was a complicated deal. You know, it was a divorce, a bankruptcy, and a foreclosure. So I'm like, my first deal is like the most complicated type of deal you can ever do. But I had this guy mentoring me through it. So I was able to get through it. And I remember being at the bank, getting ready to deposit that check. And I'm holding it. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, Can't this is it. it. Like, this is it. Like, this is the yeah. game changer. This is the, the moment. I've freaking been waiting forever. And I'm finally here. And I knew from that moment, it wasn't even about that deal any longer. It was like, from this moment forward, it's going to be different. And I, I just felt it. And well, that's uh, awesome. It, it empowered me, man. And so, you know, what happens is when you start getting the right systems and processes in place and you start developing the right habits, right? It's like going to the gym and getting, you know, repetition to, to build your muscles. Like you, you eat right, you show up every day, you put in that workout and you're going to start to get the results. And it's that consistency over the long period of time that started to pay off. And the distance between deal zero and deal one, that was, that was 10, 12 months. But between deal one and two was only like another month. Then deal two to three was only like two, three weeks. And then it just started getting shorter and shorter. And before you knew it, I was closing multiple deals a month. And I got lucky, bro. I got lucky because I was here in Arizona. Yeah, it was a, that's a great Arizona market. happened to be, it's a great market. And it was a very competitive market peak wholesalers, peak rehabbers, peak investors. But I was able to thrive because there was so much activity going on and so many people that were inspiring me to keep going. Um, and when, the, when I finally got some traction and I got pretty good at door knocking and pre-foreclosure investing, and that's kind of where I cut my teeth in the beginning. And then the, the world melted, you know? When the, yeah. when the, when everything broke down in 2007, 2008, we were at the epicenter of that whole world of meltdown. And as anybody listening to this or watching this knows, it doesn't matter as a creative real estate investor, whether the market's going up or down, right? There are tools and strategies we use when the market's hot and going up and right. There are tools and strategies when it's flat and there's tools and strategies when it's going down. And so all I did was shift my uh, strategy and go into my tool belt and pull out a different set of tools. And so I was able to do mo and make most of my money when the market was bad. 
And that's, that, that happened for, you know, a few years. And in 2010, I started Clever Investor, the education company, because of my passion for real estate, my passion for teaching. And now people kind of know me as the Clever Investor, but I didn't, I didn't start education until I already, I became a millionaire at age 28, multimillionaire by age 30, had done, already done thousands of real estate deals, then started an education company, which kind of took off from there. So I remember when you yeah. started Clever Investor, man, um, going back 10 years, and then you had that, uh, what was it, the MP? M3. The M3. The, the software. The mobile marketing machine, yeah. Yeah, I remember that, man. So you're, you're taking it back, man, putting some age on me right now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, my, my story is kind of similar to yours, man. It took me about 13 months to get my first deal, but I didn't have a, I had a $1,500 check after 13 months. I didn't quit though, but my next check after that was 48 grand. Um, and at that time I was living in the projects, man. I, <laughs> I grew up, you know, living in a project. So, I mean, for me, that was like life changing. And then after that, I got a $10,000 check. So I could definitely relate to that story, man. I loved it. And, uh, you know, I, it, it makes it real for, for those of you listening to this, this, mm. this uh, podcast right now. Maybe you're going through it right now. You're looking to, to, to really get your first deal or maybe you're in a, a tough spot in your business. Just stick it out, you know, and keep planting those seeds every single day. Eventually something is going to sprout for you. And, uh, you know, Cody, since then, obviously you, you've been you know, by 2010, you said by the age of 30, you were able to create a multiple million dollar business. And so let's talk about what, what that looks like. Uh, well, <laughs> it, it's funny because, um, you know, I've been at a lot of different levels of success and I feel very lucky to have been able to have a a business where I've been able to meet so many amazing, great, wonderful people that have allowed me and inspired me and given me opportunities to keep leveling up. And so, you know, whether you're at zero to the first hundred thousand dollars as an entrepreneur, which is by the way, the hardest, right? That first hundred thousand dollars is the hardest because there's so much new things you've got to learn and so many hands you got to shake and relationships you got to build and new habits you got to develop. And, but once I got to that point where I was closing consistent deals, it really just came from me stepping back and taking some of my military experience from the Navy because the Navy is all about systems, right? It's like, yeah, I could teach anybody to go and you could do the same thing. Teach anybody, just go get a deal, but it's consistent deal flow and really learning how to scale is the hard part. And so I would step back one or two days a week and just stare at my business and try to get out of the weeds and look at it and go, okay, what are the parts of my business that should be automated? What are the part of my parts of my business that should be delegated? And I learned at a very early stage as being an entrepreneur, especially in real estate, that leverage is power. And the more you develop that skill of being able to leverage leverage other people's time, money, relationships, resources, knowledge, the faster you're going to go and the further you're going to go. And so for me, I was always looking at like, okay, what needs to be automated? What needs to be delegated? What needs to be deleted? And I would spend a day or two working on the business, just like the military forced me to create a system to make my bed. It was like step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. And then once you have the steps modeled out, I can then 
have anybody else do it. Just what I discovered is I'm not that good at a lot of these things. You know, I wasn't in my head. My ego said, you're the best. Nobody can do it as good as you. But the reality is almost everybody did it better than me. And as soon as I got out of my own way and got good at delegating, then I had to develop a new skill, which was leadership. And I started having to like work on myself and go, you know what? I got to be a great, not only a great delegator, but then I got to be a great leader to inspire them to want to do this stuff at a very high level. So that way I get the results and the team wins. And, and then from there, your business basically took off once you figured all that's that when that it stuff starts. Yeah, that's, that's the key is that's when you, when you so, really start scaling. So let's bring, it, let's bring it back for a second and let's talk about, you know, this delegating and scaling part of the business because a lot of people right now, maybe we have some listeners that are doing a fair amount of deals, but they really can't get past that hurdle. You know, obviously you, like you said, you've had multiple levels of success in business in general and more than one business. And I know this to be true. So what type of mindset or what type of steps does an individual need to have in order to get from, let's say they're doing a certain amount of deals on their own to really delegating and then changing their mindset to be able to start letting some of it go and be able to scale their business? Yeah, so, and that's a great question. And, and a lot of it comes from clarity, right? Entrepreneurs, especially when you're first starting out, it's hard for them to slow down long enough to get the clarity they need to know where they wanna go, mm. right? And you know, we're just on a sales, sales mission, right? Just sell, 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 make money, get money in the door. Hurry up, we gotta, we gotta flip some, like for me, I started off wholesaling. All right, so everything was just like quick cash, go as fast as you can. And uh, when you start bringing on, when you make the decision, the emotional decision to bring on team members and that you realize that you're in your own way because there's only so many hours a day that you can give and so much energy you can give during those hours, that's taking you to wherever you are right now, but you're, you're stuck. And a lot of people get stuck. How you get unstuck is leveraging and bringing on other people, whether that's a virtual mm. assistant, or actual in-house team members, you have to leverage and you have to let go of some things that you're holding on real close because you've got this BS story that you're better at it than, and it's gonna take longer to teach somebody. No, you have to model out and document everything that you're doing. And so I would, like I said, spend a day or two a week and I would just pick one thing and it was a repetitive thing. Maybe it was, let's, let's just take building a cash buyers list, right? Let's say I wanted to outsource building my buyers list. Well, take one aspect of building the buyer's list. Let's just call it DMing for cash buyers, right? Very easy way for anybody to be sitting at home. You have your phone. I'm just going to DM people on social media in real estate groups, and I'm going to pitch them on joining my buyer's list and explain to them I got off-market deals and they're hot. Nobody else has access to them. And I'm direct to seller and I can make them a lot of money. And it's very time-consuming, right? It's, it, it really works because you're constantly you know, doing it over and over, you get immediate results. But all I have to do is step one, write the messaging. Message one, message two, message three. And step two, I need to document the steps it takes for me to actually get the message out. So it's like, go, in, go into Facebook, go into search real estate groups, Arizona, find the groups with the uh, membership that has the most active members, not the largest group, but the most active member group. And then go into the group and start, 
infiltrating the group by adding value to the group, right? Every single day and answering questions and just being serving, right? And at the same time, I'm going to DM every single member in that group, this series of four messages over a three week period. Well, once I document that whole process, then what I would do is I would nowadays open up a screen capturing thing and I would document me clicking all the buttons, doing the search, going to the group and sending off the messages. And I would record that screen capture and I would create a Google document that literally at the top says DMing for cash buyers. I would write out all the steps and then I would put a link to that screen capture video. And now I have something. I have, a, I have a document, I have a system that I can literally give to anybody that can literally follow instructions and I'm free. I never have to do that again. And all you gotta do is copy paste, click buttons and follow the instructions. And I did that with every aspect of my business, man. And I was, I would, it, here's what I found to be true. We all know what to do, right? It feels overwhelming. When you're trying to eat a real estate elephant, it feels so overwhelming in the beginning. You're like, how am I going to attack this? Real estate, huge, overwhelming, heavy, I can't breathe, right? It's a lot. Don't think of it like that. Go upstream and go, okay, real estate, okay. Wholesaling, okay. Building cash buyers list, okay. One function, DMing for them. Now I'm down to a bite-sized chunk where it's not that overwhelming. And if I just attack that today, I could free myself from that forever. And so that, that's how you eat a real estate elephant, one bite at a time. And so once I started doing that, I found that it's, since we all know what to do, but we, a lot of people neglect to do it, the people that play the game at the highest level are the ones that go in and do the boring ass, hard, repetitive grunt work consistently over a long period of time. That's it. That's the secret to success. When people go, what's the secret? It's doing the boring ass grunt work consistently, right? (laughs) Because I developed that habit of like, it needs to happen. Somebody needs to do it. And so I would develop little mini microsystems, document it, and then hand it off to a virtual assistant or do a team member. And if you look at my business now, dude, I got hundreds and hundreds of these documents. Do you have multiple individuals take care of each task or do you have one individual take care of multiple tasks? Um, you know, uh, now we're going to get it a little bit more gangster. Ready? Okay. So <laughs> now here, now we're going into like entrepreneurial one-on-one type stuff, like things that you need to know to run a real business. Cause flipping houses is not a business like wholesaling a house, not really a business. Wholesaling multiple houses every single year, scaling to multiple millions of dollars per year. Now you got a biz, right? And so for me, it's roles, goals, tasks, right? I'm a systems guy. So I think of everything as RGT, roles, goals, tasks. So like roles, every person in my world has to have a role. They need to know what their role is and I need to know what their role is. And that alignment will create what we call velocity. I can't go to the promised land if we're not in alignment because you're going to go this way, I'm going to go this way, and we're going to have friction. So roles, clearly defining roles is very, very important. And this is kind of that boring-ass work that a lot of entrepreneurs neglect to do because they're like, I don't really know where to start, and it's kind of, it's not, it doesn't really make me money, so why am I doing this? Why am I spending, you know, you spend time defining the roles because here's what I found to be true. 
a lot of entrepreneurs know what they do, they know how they do it, and then Simon Sinek came along, who's a, a really powerful author and speaker, and he said, well, look, where people are messing up is they don't really clear, clearly understand why they do it, right? Well, yeah, it's what you do, how you do it, and if you're really good, you know why you do it. I took it one step further, which was, okay, what, how, why, and, What's in it for the team member if they do it with mm. me? When you get the what's in it for other people, like, like, like me and you, I, if I could get an alignment with you, I already know that we can make millions of dollars together. This is going to serve me and my family and my vision and my purpose and, and, my, and where I'm trying to go with my life. And I have to take your big vision and include it in my big ass vision. And now we both have big visions, but we get an alignment. So here's the roles you're going to handle. Here's the roles I'm going to handle. And together we're more powerful because there, 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 there's more energy there. So roles, number one. Then you, once you clearly define roles of every single team member, then you can move on to goals. People suck at setting goals, yeah. right? They set arbitrarily goal, arbitrary goals and they don't really like clearly define what the goal is. And the worst mistake entrepreneurs make is they don't put a hard deadline on them. It doesn't become a goal without a date. You need to have a due date. And from that date, and it needs to be prioritized. But from that date, now you can work backwards and create the tasks. But a lot of people just start making this checklist of tasks and they start there. Well, you've got to start at roles, then it goes to the goals, and then you back into the tasks. And every goal has to have a series of tasks that go along with it. Now what happens is everybody has clarity. You know what's in it for you. Everything is clear across the board. And that roles, goals, tasks model has served me really well. And it can be as simple as an Excel spreadsheet. Just open it up an Excel spreadsheet, putting an R column, a G column, and a T column. And then just start clearly defining what everybody's thing is. That was, that was much heavier on like business one-on-one type side. But I'm telling you, if you really want to scale, you've got to go a little bit upstream and get to that level. I like that a lot, man. I'm going to definitely implement that myself. <laughs> but um, so roles, goals, tasks, and obviously the tasks are, so if you think in lines of a goal being your destination, um, and then the tasks being the vehicle uh, or the steps that you're going to take to get to the goal, uh, that's exactly what, what Cody's talking about here. So you've been able to be, uh, become really successful in real estate investing. Then you built a successful online platform as well and clever investor. So did you use some of the same tactics from your real estate business in order to build that education platform as well? I took some of the stuff from, from what I learned from being an investor and being in the Navy. But honestly, I probably took more from building my education company which was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life and actually applied it to my real estate mm. business. It's actually more the reverse mm. because now in, in education, I started clever and it took off. You know, after the first year, it, it, it started scaling. Next thing you know, I have 80 team members, much different than my little real estate business. And uh, it, it was like, okay, I got departments. I have emotions. There's psychology. There's uh, pay structure and there's tons more legalities and all kinds of stuff were going on merchant processing and heavy accounting things and 
it became very challenging. So I actually had to grow as an entrepreneur because of education, much more difficult than real estate. Yeah, I would. I, I agree. If I could do it all over again, I don't, I don't know if I'd do it again. Honestly, I, I do real estate education because I'm passionate about it, but uh, I make as much money from real estate as I do from education. And if I would have known how hard it was going to be to build my education business, I don't know if I would have done it again. But you grow as a, as a person and as an individual as well, you know, uh, just, oh. you know, through, through your experiences, obviously, you know. But and yeah, I man. love it. Don't get me wrong. I love it. Just very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. We, we've talked to some of the individuals looking to uh, grow, their, grow their real estate investing business or possibly uh, grow a, a different type of business, right? But let's talk to the person that's just getting started. Um, what are some of the, t if we had to give a three-step process, what, what would those three steps be uh, to go from where they are right now to cashing that first check? Like what, what are some of the things that you've done or would you recommend in today's day and age? You know, for me, what's working right now, you know, it's, you, you have to learn the language of real estate, right? So obviously you've got to educate yourself and there's a difference between an online training video and a course or a system, right? There's so much information online. Like you could spend forever just floating around YouTube university or going into bigger pockets or whatever. Everybody's got advice and, and content that's being shoved out there when you find somebody that's playing the game at a high level that is kind of structured and organized it, now it takes all that chaos and information and starts to pull it into like more of a, a formula. So you got to find a formula to follow. Once you get that and you have some, you got the language of real estate down, what's working in today's market for us is being real aggressive with the data, right? I'm, I'm here in Arizona. It's a very competitive market. Whoever is better at the data is going to get to the best deals first. Look, I can go and I can say, look, I'm going to do what everybody else does. I can fish in the MLS pond. Well, everybody, easy access. Anybody could do that, right? No skill necessary. Just find a real estate agent, make offers, buy houses. I can, you know, maybe, you know, get a list of foreclosures and go and door knock, or I can cold call for sale by owners or for rent by owners and search on Zillow for listings and stuff. Very low barrier to entry. The people that are winning and getting big profits, they're taking data and they're trying to figure out, okay, how can I stack this data and uncover homeowners that have high levels of motivation? Compounding and that's problems. what's working right now. Yeah. So it's like, we know that we need two things in order to get a deal done. We need motivation and we need equity, right? If somebody has a house that they own free and clear, they can, let's say the house is worth 200 grand. They could sell it to me for 200 grand or they could sell it to me for 50 grand. It's up to them because they own it free and clear. So there's a lot of flexibility in the negotiation, but nobody's going to sell it to me for 50 grand if they're not motivated. They're going to say, why would I ever do that? Because a normal sane person that has no pain or pressure or motivation they're never going to do that right but it's people and you have done this i've done this i've done things out of motivation that i normally wouldn't do in the past and every logical human being at some moment in their life will become unlogical and motivated and so we're looking for motivation because we need those two things and what we know certain things cause people to be motivated 
You fall behind on your mortgage payments, you become more motivated. You lose your job, you become more motivated. You get a divorce, you become more motivated. So we can start taking the whole world of Arizona. Let's just take Maricopa County in Arizona, which includes Phoenix, Tempe, Chandler, Scottsdale, all the big cities. Well, there might be 4 million people in there. I can't send direct mail to 4 million people, too many people, right? But if I took those 4 million people and I take all the data, all the homeowner records, the public records, and I start layering in motivation layers like all the homeowners that own a house free and clear, all the homeowners that own a house free and clear that it's sitting there vacant, all the homeowners free and clear, vacant, and in foreclosure, and you know, going through divorce. It's like all of a sudden, I'm just like, I whittle that down to 50 houses. Very easy for me to door knock 50 houses, cold call 50 houses, text message 50 houses, uh, send direct mail to 50 houses, targeted, right? So that was step one, is the light bulb going off and going, I gotta figure out how to get this data, right? I gotta figure out how to figure this out. And, and it's called data stacking. And that's using big data to allow you to get to the best deals. But if you really wanna be cutting edge, take big data, and you add it with smart data. And this is the future of real estate investing. Smart data is using technology that is so cutting edge that here in five years it'll be mainstream, but right now it's cutting edge and it's artificial intelligence. There are very smart people, much smarter than me, creating algorithms that are learning upon themselves. And these algorithms, they're taking into account things outside of the big data. So if big data is housing records and the fact that you're going through a divorce or all that, now let's have a software that is really freaking smart analyzing the data at warp speed going, okay, what's going on with the, the legal socioeconomic environment? Let, what's going on with their credit card spending habit? Where are they hanging out on social media? Where are they traveling? What habits are they creating? And all of a sudden it's, pin, it's, it's identifying homeowners within the big data pool and pulling them out and it's saying who out of this batch has the highest probability and propensity to sell at a discount quickly. Probability means who is likely to sell at a discount. Propensity means who's likely to sell at a discount within a certain period of time, like 90 days or less. You want to get real gangster? you start thinking along those lines, who has this software? Who has the big data and the smart data thing going on in the AI? So that way, you know, just tell me out of the 4 million homeowners, the 15 I need to focus on. Because if I only focus on the 15, now my marketing ROI goes up, my time wasting of time goes down, I can get to bigger profit deals quicker, and then take it to the next level and go, okay, now we're identifying those homeowners, how do we contact them? Well, in the old days, we'd send some mail. Maybe in the old days, we'd go and knock on a door. In the old days, we would, uh, you know, maybe uh, give them a call. What if, uh, what's working now and what you should be doing is cross-channel, multi-channel marketing. Mm. So now it's serving them ads on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, wherever the frick they go online, Google, and also hitting them with the text message, also hitting them with the direct mail. So now you have this omnipresent, multi-channel, cross-channel marketing, hitting people 
that don't even realize that they want to sell yet. Think about that for a second. We are creating these predictive models on people that don't even know they want to sell yet at a discount, but we know they're going to. Wow. And all they see is us. So I, I swoop in, me and my team, and we're like, look, we got multiple ways we can help you. Because we don't show up and just say, here's an all-cash offer. Hey, here's an all-cash offer. Here's a creative terms offer. Here's a seller carryback or a subject to or a wraparound mortgage. Here's if we, you want to list your house and try and get top dollar. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, I got all these options. I like these people. They're, they're full service. They really are here to serve and help me. I'm blowing my competition out of the water. They're like, I can't even compete with that. I'm there first. I got better solutions to their housing problems that they're just discovering that they have. Awesome, man. So you, so you went from artificial intelligence to omnipresence and then also multi-service. I'm, I kind of run my real estate. I've run my real estate as a multi-service as well. I do a little bit of everything. So I, I like the fact that you do that, but you really just blew me away with artificial intelligence with the AI stuff, man. That just, that's some real like futuristic rock star type of stuff that I would, I didn't even think about it, man. That's just crazy, crazy. Just controlling data, being, uh, being in line with the data itself and really taking that information. And like you said, creating that, you know, stacking the interest and, and really being able to um, uh, target the type of person that you want um, on a whole nother level, man. That's just crazy. That's some crazy stuff, man. So step one, step two, step one is, uh, what was step one again? Step, step one is you got to learn. You got to learn the language. Learn Yep. Step and then, two is you got you to you take advantage of cutting edge technology so you can get out in front of the curve and get to the best deals first. And then right? step, what was step three, B then? Step three is don't just show up with one tool in your tool belt, right? Step three is show up and be full service because we are actually competing against Open Door and OfferPad and these big, huge hedge funds that are also automating the home selling process and making it very simple for people to just sit at home and click some buttons and get an offer. We have to show up just like they're showing up. They're showing up, they're, they have their license, they're able to, to list it traditionally, they're able to make an all cash offer, and we have to show up with even more tools, right? I could do creative deals. Oh, you know, you don't wanna take the all cash offer because you don't have that much motivation? Okay, let's work something a little bit more creative. Let's do a seller carryback. Let's do a wraparound mortgage. Let's do a subject to transaction. And now, because I have more solutions, they're feeling like, wow, this is, this is great. I'm in control, even though we're leading them in a direction. Yeah, man. I love it, man. Good stuff, man. So there's a three-step process for those, for those of you listening who are struggling to understand what this real estate, this thing called real estate investing is all about. Maybe you're struggling to get your first deal. There's a three-step process. And even if you're in business, you know, I've been in real estate now for 19 years. I just learned something new in regards to that artificial intelligence. Uh, Cody's a rock star with that stuff, man. This is, that, that was just incredible. So um, definitely something to take away uh, from me personally. And I'm sure if I pick something up, our listeners are going to pick stuff up. Uh, from and if you're new, if you're new, well. think of this, you're not going to compete with me, right? right? You're just not going to compete with me. So the real answer to your question is go find somebody that's playing the game at this high of a level and you get proximity to them and you that's serve it. and you do whatever it takes to, to learn this stuff. 
whether you're cutting a check to go there faster and just getting immediately mentored by them or you're working for free if you have to and you're doing whatever it takes to just get that proximity so you can see how are you doing this? Why do you do it this way? How do you think? And I've mentored thousands of people and some of my students, the ones that were the closest to me, are now some of the biggest wholesalers in the game, right? Because, and they served and they, they went through five, you know, I'll just take Josiah who now runs Keegley, right? I taught the kid from the ground up since he was 17, every single thing that he knows. And here's the thing, he had the core ingredients inside him. He was great even when he was 17, before he was great, he was great. He had the core ingredients. And, and if you're listening to this, you have the core ingredients. But he took the best of what I had, right? And then he went and made things better. Yeah, and, and, and they're, you know, they're doing something, they're calling it astro flipping. That's just a stupid name for coho sailing. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, I tell him to, to his face, like that's a dumbass name. But <laughs> it sounds sexy. And, uh, you know, it sounds different and unique, so whatever. Uh, but they're co-wholesaling. And if I was new, that's where I'd start. You know, if I didn't have any resources, it's easy. Go build a buyer's list, right? Or go find deals and partner with somebody that has the other half of the transaction. That's the whole model that they're doing. So they were able to scale that, which is impressive, because of leverage. Yeah. Right? He learned from the best, and now he's killing it it's awesome man awesome cody man it's been a real pleasure having you on the line today if our listeners uh wanted to get in contact with you obviously you're all over the place man with 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 the uh you know social media but uh if our listeners wanted to get in contact with you or to uh uh learn something new uh as they've uh, been able to learn on this particular call where should they go um, I would, uh, I would go to my YouTube channel at clever investor. I'm putting out two to three badass YouTube videos every single week. Um, at clever investor on all social platforms. I'm really known for my Instagram. I got a lot of followers on there. I'm, I'm an open book, man. I'll tell you the good, the bad and the ugly. I've screwed every single thing up under the sun. Most things I suck at until I become great at them. And, uh, a lot of people like watching me fail and, and, and just make mistakes because it's the real part of real estate investing. Uh, you can also text me at 602-536-6413. Awesome. That's it. You want to te- I'll, I'll text you back. Awesome. Repeat that number one more time. It's 602-536-6413. That's the real That is yeah, that is the real as it gets. <laughs> yeah, tag, tag, tag. dude, who else is going to give out their cell phone number on a podcast? Let's go, I love baby. It, man. So listen, guys, text Cody or check him out on his YouTube page. He puts out a lot of content, and I know this for sure. In fact, I'm actually going to feature during the week that we put this uh, podcast out, I'm actually going to feature your page on my page as well. But uh, definitely uh, check out Cody's uh, uh, social media. Uh, He's on Instagram. He's on Facebook. But check out his YouTube. And also, he just gave you his his text line, text him because he's going to text you back. But um, if you had to give some words of wisdom for our listeners, those of, uh, those of us just getting started or those of us who've been in business for a while and, you know, maybe we're going through some hard times, what, uh, what words of wisdom would you give to these individuals 
that are yeah. looking to really make some money in this business and become successful. Yeah. You know, people know me because of my millions of followers and my crazy lifestyle. And, and I was, I'm so blessed because of what real estate's done for me. And I've, I've made millions and millions of dollars. I've been at all these different levels, making $25 million a year, all kinds of crazy stuff. And I'm known as this great marketer. None of that means anything to me. The only thing that I ever want to be labeled as is a great husband and a great dad. And for me, the hardest thing I ever had to do was find balance because it doesn't exist as an entrepreneur. It's a very difficult mm. thing. And I just want to encourage you to always keep the main thing, the main thing. I love that. Man. Yeah. You want to make money in real estate. Heck yeah. We all do. And you can, and you will, right? As long as you don't quit. But the main thing is the family. The main thing is like how you started this podcast off. Get your family involved. Get, yeah, that way there's not the separation. Bring them in. Take them around. Teach them the language of, of success and wealth and leadership and, and show them from the beginning, look, you know, this, this thing is a blessing for all of us and it is for all of us. It's not just my business and I'm off over here and I'm neglecting you. And No, we're together. We're a unit and we're going to do this thing together. And so for me, I keep the main thing, the main thing, and you need to realize balance is impossible. It doesn't exist. Make sure that you're, you know, treating your family as the number one thing in the world and you'll be more successful because of it. Because the second my wife got behind me and my kids got behind me, I was infinitely more powerful because of that. So you do that, you'll kill it. That's fantastic, man. You know, and that's spoken from the man himself. You know, at the end of the day, you know, that's something that I live by myself as well. I love that because having, you know, obviously having that balance in your life. Remember what the reason why is you're doing is for your family, right? So if you lose, if you lose sight of that, then that's going to hurt you in the long run. Remember why you're doing this. Remember what the reason why is. And then that, that keeps you balanced all the way through. I love the fact that you, you said put your family ahead of everything else. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Love that, man. Words of wisdom from Cody Sperber, guys. It has been a real pleasure having you on this line, man. And I'm looking forward to having you again sometime in the near future, man. Whenever, gotta, you, I, whenever you need me, I'm here. I'm ready to serve. Let's do it. I got to to, to, shoot out to the West Coast, man, and come, come check you out sometime. You know, the last time I saw you was uh, probably, we're going back, DC Fawcett and Zach had a had an event about seven years ago in 2013. Yeah. Remember in Tampa? Oh um, yeah. That was the last time I saw you. And then um you really took your business to a whole nother level after that, man. It was just crazy. But uh yeah, I gotta come check you out, man, and uh come hang out for a day or two. And uh, you know, yeah, we'll we'll talk offline about that a little bit more. Let's do it, man. I'm, I'm scaling right now. I'd love to have you come out to the office, check out the team, see how the, the whole machine works. I think, think you can, uh, we can vibe off each other. I can learn some things from you. We can implement and vice versa. So cool, you man. got an open I, invitation, my friend. Awesome, man. I love, the, I love that, uh, that $100,000 bill in the back as well, man. But um, I remember when you, when you the got that- The second main thing, the main thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I remember when you got that building that you guys are in now a few years ago as well, man. But um. Yeah, let's keep in touch, man. And I'm um, looking forward to having you on the line again. It's been a pleasure having you guys listen to this. Uh, I mean, this, this has been one of my favorite uh, episodes, guys. I picked up a lot from this episode. I'm sure you guys have as well. If you need to, go back through it again. This is definitely worth a second and third listen. And uh, make sure you check out Cody's uh, 
uh, social media pages. Check out his YouTube. Text him, and he's going to text you back as well. It's been a real pleasure having you guys listen to us, and uh, looking forward to having uh, you guys on the next one as well. Talk to you then. Check out my website at reieducationacademy.com. To make it easy, you can just simply go to jamelgibbs.com or check out my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash jamelgibbs. I'm all over the web, whether it be on Facebook slash the Jamel Gibbs or on Instagram at jamelgibbs. I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. Check out all of these platforms for daily content, weekly content, more content from Jamel Gibbs. But if you want to get more in depth, go to reieducationacademy.com. And that's how you can find out more about my training material and how you can get started investing in real estate today. Talk to you later.